Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. It's just me today, and I'm here with a very special guest, Janelle Rucker. How are you today? Hi. <laughs> very excited to be here. Thank you for coming on the show and hanging with me today. Of course, of course. I can't turn down an invitation for Swirl Suite. <laughs> Anyone else, like, I'm, I'm nervous. Like, those IG lives for me, like, they induce all my anxiety. This- you know, I was going to ask you to do one with me too, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been trying to do them more to get comfortable because I think yeah. that's just what it is. Yeah. But man. Yeah. The only reason why I am doing them is because I'm working with a social media strategist for the first time. And, um, Cause I got some stuff coming out later this summer and she was like, well, you need to get these folks ready. And I got some suggestions and you need to get on Instagram live once a week. Oh. And I was like, seriously. And she was like, yeah, just do it. I was like, well, one, I'm not, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what you say, but I'm not going on there by myself because I'm a terrible talking head. I like, you know how some people can get on IG live and they can just talk and it's so invigorating and you're just watching and listening. I'm not that person. No. And to be honest, and this is not, you know, shade for people who do get on there by themselves. For me, the more engaging ones are when there's at least a little bit of back and forth. Yeah. Um, those, I mean, I get you. I would be, there's no way that I would get on IG live by myself. <laughs> There's absolutely, I'd rather just type that shit up in a, uh, yeah. <laughs> in a post and yeah. post it and go about my business. Right. Like, there's no way I can get on an IG live and like do that thing by myself. Yeah. And she just told me this week that, um, you can do four people now. Yep. And I did not know that. I was like, oh, okay. Now that's my lane. If I can gather groups yeah. and talk to other people. Okay. I feel Listen, a lot better about that. that. Y'all not going to be popping over to Clubhouse and think that we don't have an option for you to like have these little, <laughs> you know, conversations where you can have more than one person on the stage. Sure. Here, here you go. Host your little Clubhouse yeah. combos here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you mentioned Clubhouse. Um, I don't have um, an iPhone, so I'm not able to, um, you know, participate is there something that Android people are missing? I mean, is it, are we really missing stuff? So I will say this. I got on it pretty early on, um, like it was sometime last year mm-hmm. and it was very overwhelming. Not even as many like groups and conversations as there are now, but what I have found on there in the wine industry, mm-hmm. it is phenomenal for networking and participating or just listening into really awesome conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, I think during Black History Month, a group of the guys did like a chat about Black men and wine on there. That was great. So I think there was like a group of them and then other people that joined, they were able to call them up on stage or whatever and like participate in there. Um, I know a lot of like folks in the wine industry that host conversations on there that are they're great. Even if you're just listening into it, it's, okay. I've learned so, so much. Hmm. So we are missing something is what you're saying. You're, you're, you're <laughs> and I, and I get it. I've heard people's complaints about clubhouse, like all this other stuff. And sometimes it can still be overwhelming when there are too many people. Cause the way that it'll basically work is like, there's a stage where like the host can like call people up. And those are the people that can mute and talk and then there's a group of people who are just like listening in and don't like have that they can raise their hand or like do whatever um and so when there are too many people on the stage it can get to be a lot and confusing but i found the best ones are when there's like a panel of maybe like six people then everybody else is at the bottom and then like at the end they'll open it up for questions and they'll pull people up one at a time um yeah it's it's good Okay. I wonder if the Android version is coming. Um, well, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted that exclusively for um, iPhone users to, I mean, to get us to switch yeah. over. So, but that's not happening. I, 
I wouldn't doubt it. And just the, the initial people that were on it mm-hmm. were celebrities and influencers and people right. who were already Apple people anyway. And so, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. I would buy a used phone um, before I would switch over to, is that is that my mic? Can you hear this like a breaking up? Uh-huh. Maybe it's just me. Um, no, I would buy a used phone with like no um like no actual service and just wi-fi before i would switch over to um an iphone that's a whole conversation yeah (laughs) and what's so bad is my friends thought that i was going to switch over when i got a mac and they were like oh Mm -hmm. well you're gonna get an iphone sooner or later i was like y'all it's i've had this computer for like seven years now no no, I'm not switching over. So, uh, so is there no way, and I, I really don't know, but I'm curious if there's a way that you can get the app on your, your mm. MacBook. There's not? I looked. The last time I looked, um, okay. no, there was no way. So Okay. But yeah, if it's but on the computer, it, that'd be cute. Yeah, I can do it, you know, from a Mac, but no. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I will say, and we might get into this later, I think just in general... Mm. The level of conversations and how creative people have had to get during this pandemic, I think you can also find very good conversations in IG Live. I don't know if people are doing like the, the Facebook thing or whatever. I'm not on Facebook really. Oh, Facebook Live? Um, yeah. 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 I've never really been on those, but I think that there are, you can get in on good conversations even outside of Clubhouse. Sure. You know, I know this is like curtailed in like this uh, social media conversation, but you know, I was, people say stay on Facebook, especially if you have a business because it's better for groups to, to converse of all ages. So I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. I'm not managing no groups on there. I just don't have, I can't add in anything else. No, I really do not enjoy Facebook. And so much that I'm being stubborn, what you said is exactly right. Mm-hmm. And I have my Facebook pages because if you want to do ads or anything on Instagram, you sure. have to have a Facebook yeah, you account. Do. So I have it for that. And every once in a while I'll do it so that my Instagram posts will post to Facebook. But I, there's something about Facebook for me that a while ago, probably like two or three years ago that I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. Yeah. Well, you know, Facebook, my mom and my aunts and I mean, well, my family, that's like a, you know, it's just different. It's a different audience. So it is. Yeah. yeah the kids have moved on. The kids yeah, have moved they on. They have. They've been gone. Yeah. yeah they're gone. <laughs> I remember I asked my niece, well, she's, I think she's 19, but I asked her a long time ago. I was like, are you on Facebook? And she said this years ago. She was like, oh, that's for old people. I was like, well, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. They're not into it. They They done been through five other social media platforms, picked them up and dropped them down between when they left um, Facebook. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so let's back up. Please introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do. Yes. Um, so I am the I just had to write some new little bio for something. I am the wine enthusiast behind Burger and Wines. <laughs> um so I do most of my stuff. Um, which is a lot of wine pairings, really trying to make um, wine pairings and wine exploration um, a little more enjoyable and easy um, and commonplace. Um, Most of the activity is on Instagram. Um, And I recently got my WSET level two certification, which was, that was an interesting experience. Um, Wait, you got that during the pandemic? Yeah, yeah. Really? I took the class in January and February. I took the I took the test in February. So it was all virtual. Yeah. How was that? You know what? It honestly wasn't that bad. Um, shout out to Capital Wine School here in DC. I actually won their scholarship oh, last year, so that's what um, helped me take the class. Um, let me say something. The- <laughs> 
classes were, it was once a week for five or six weeks and the classes were three hours long. Three hours? Wait, I'm complaining, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, 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 it, it makes sense. And so I'm, I'm what you're getting at too. I was like, I wonder how this would have been different in person Yeah. because after like an hour, like I was starting to like wander every week. My brain yeah. was like going somewhere else. And then she'd be like, okay, we're going to taste this next one. Cause they did, they provide all the wines. Um, that oh. we went to, to do yeah. Okay. Well, that's so we different. Cause stuff. you wouldn't get that in person. Oh, really? Well, I took mine um, some moons ago, but um, nah, oh, we didn't, okay. we didn't really drink wine. Um, yeah. It was all yeah, about the we, education. Okay. Yeah. We had like three or four wines that we tasted um, every week that went along with whatever we were talking about um, mm -hmm. that week. And so like, I'd kind of be listening and I'm trying to like take notes of the book as we go through, but my mind would start to wonder. And then she's like, all right, so now we just talked about, you know, Zinfandel, let's, let's crack it open. I'm like, oh, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Um, but yeah, and, and I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do level three, mm -hmm. but that's absolutely something that I think I, I need to do in person. Mm -hmm. So I need to wait until the world opens back up and in person is an option again Sure. Um, to do that piece. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm really in a place of flux right now of figuring out what I want burger and wines to be. I think I'm getting there and I feel better about it. Um, burger and wines really started as just, you know, what wine can I eat with this fast food? Mm -hmm. And I think it's been like five or six years of- yeah of being committed and then ghosting and then coming back and being committed. <laughs> um, I've probably been solidly in it for the past like year and a half this past time. Um, and I wanna transition away from that cause I enjoy doing that and that's what I do and that's regular life. So I'll continue to share it, but I'm really moving into more of the storytelling piece of the wine industry, which is really where my interest lies and my skill set because my background is journalism. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're on my Instagram page and it looks a little all over the place, <laughs> <laughs> that's why, because I'm really in a place of like experimenting right now and mm -hmm. trying different things and like, you know, really looking around to see where the gaps are in covering the wine industry and helping people enjoy wine mm -hmm. and like molding how I like fill those gaps. Mm. So I guess my real bio is like TBD, probably another three, <laughs> probably another like three months, I will have settled on a more firm, like this is what this <laughs> is. But, but in the meantime, I'm drinking and I'm eating and I'm still learning about, learning about wine. Gotcha. Gotcha. Was your, um, what was the inspiration behind the Black Wine Story Month? for uh, what that was that was February right yep yeah. yeah so again so I did the whole you know first of the year thing like sit down and do plans and like envision like what and so I was like no this is the year that I'm going to get into the storytelling thing and put my energy into that and so um over the past few years it's been amazing to me to me I had no clue there were so many black people in wine and so like, I met you, like I met Trevon, like all the, the black wine lovers group when we went to like City Winery, mm -hmm. um, Desiree, just all these people offline and online. And I'm just like, I don't, I feel like people don't know about this. I feel like we do as we learn about it, but I feel like not enough people know about it. And um, I really wanted to show people's origin stories like how we got into it. Cause I think that that interests a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the first wine that I was out here drinking was Riesling in the club. And that was kind of sure. only because that and Chardonnay were the only white wines <laughs> that they served in the club in college. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> um, and so I really just wanted to highlight Blacks in the wine industry of different levels, right? So some people who had like a ton of followers and are very well established. And then also some of the folks who are up and coming are just getting started mm -hmm. and have them share their stories with everyone and how they got into wine. So just like we can see that every wine drinker doesn't look the same or drink the same, 
um, we also didn't get into this the same way. We're all very different. Absolutely. I was really thankful when I reached out to folks. Everybody was like, this is a great idea. And I was yeah. like, great. And full transparency, I wanted to ease into some campaign type thing like this, mm -hmm. but I didn't want to have to post every day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that and, was a, this is a genius idea then. Yeah, because, and I will say, I, I got it from, um, there is a woman, her name is Jamise, um Spines and Vines on mm -hmm. Instagram, yeah. who she, for the past two or three years, she's been doing Black Girl Books to Tour. Yes. And I participated in that because I've got 50 other uh, Instagram accounts. But <laughs> when I participated in the first year and I was like, this is genius. Like, you know, it's good content, quality content. But what I also really like about it is that I wasn't doing it to build my followers. Mm -hmm. Like I really wanted people to be able to post their own story and mm -hmm. to have people go to these different accounts that you're adding these accounts, like mm -hmm. you're following them, you're doing whatever. So that really everybody benefits and we grow kind of as an online community. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just on my page. Right. And you know, it's funny, we actually, being a, being a part of that, and I thank you for inviting me to be a part of that, um, we watch who the next person was each day. Because um, me and Ten Tanisha, we would text everyone like, who go today? What's, what's your day? What is your day? <laughs> what you going to do? Is it a surprise? What you about to do? Well, you know, you got to do something fancy, right? You live in Paris. So we were going back and forth. It was, yeah, it was really cool. She closed us out. She closed us out in Paris. <laughs> and what I love about it is I tried to, I had to do some last minute, like reconfiguring of the schedule. And so I tried to move her up and mm -hmm. she was like, um, I'm not ready. She was like, <laughs> yeah. no. I was like okay, I was like, it's fine. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> um, and so like, I just, I left her at the end and I'm glad because she closed it out. Like, it was awesome. Did we explain, for those of you who don't know, um, do, can you explain, yeah, what Blind Wine Story Month was? So it basically what through um, through the month of February there was a schedule of um, blacks in the wine industry. It was everything from winemakers, um, wine writers and influencers, um, wine content creators, and everybody had a different day. They owned a day on the tour, and that's when they posted um, kind of like the bottle or how, like how they got into the wine industry. Um, and so every day we forward people on to the next one. So it was kind of like a little tour throughout the month of February to learn about um, other Blacks in the wine industry. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, the reception was awesome. I got so many notes from people like outside of our community who loved it and enjoyed hearing very specifically like those type yeah. you know of stories and it wasn't a situation where you know even the influencers among us were just like oh hey here's this wine like you mm -hmm. should get this wine it was personal stories about the first time they went to this dinner and how they felt like they belonged yeah. or you know the questions they had or the traveling that they did and that's what got them into wine um the stories were really interesting yeah yeah they absolutely were yeah. um i remember well you and I have known each other for a while now, like you think back, um, but you invited me to do a segment with you at a local vineyard and you told me to pick one. And yeah. so I picked Black Ankle Vineyards where I used to work. And so you and your sister met me there and Black Ankle, it was, you know, it was pretty empty. So we didn't get that many stairs because your sister had a for real camera and she was following us around like we were actually somebody and doing something, tired. right? So <laughs> it wasn't until we went to Old Westminster where it was packed, not many people of color, if any, where we got the stairs. And you could see them trying to figure out why we were there. Mm -hmm. Just how, what are they doing and how are they doing this and why are they, why are they here? Mm -hmm. So that's what it feels like being in the wine industry being black. It does, uh, it, it does. And it's so funny because you, or at least I think that one day that's not gonna be a thing. Hmm. I still get surprised when that happens. Yeah. Cause I'm like, wait a minute. All yeah. these people that I've like come across, like all these places that I've gone and I know other people have too, like 
y'all still haven't caught up like y'all still right. haven't got it together y'all are still out here offering me the sweetest wine on mm-hmm. your thing yeah. like it it's really surprising to me yeah how people still don't realize that like we're out here mm-hmm. yep and not just for the party either for the craft of it for the quality of it for the I mean it, it's just interesting to me when there are others who are literally just out here for the party of it yeah you know yeah. we'll just be because a, they take pretty pictures and post them on Instagram we'll be <laughs> at a lottery and like I'm asking questions like I want to know what what you grow here and like where else mm-hmm. you get your grapes from and like I I'm asking those questions and you're looking at me like why are you asking those questions meanwhile there's other people over here drunk in your vines right <laughs> <laughs> nobody's looking at them crazy and it's just like what like yeah yeah it's, it's so crazy to me it's so crazy to me oh man yeah it's insane it's insane mm. so speaking of local wineries you are you are a frequent visitor to a lot of the local wineries um maryland and virginia what are some of your favorites that you like to sort of circle back to are, are like are you like in a wine club at any of the local ones so no. When I first got into wine, I was, um, I, my first like winery up here in Northern Virginia that like I loved and went to all the time was Paradise Springs. Oh yes. Yeah, uh, really good one. Yeah. And so I belonged to their wine club for a while. Um, I just am the type of person, I like variety, variety. So mm-hmm. like, in, in a vineyards wine club, you get a variety of like the different things they're making, but I want like other people's wines. Like I want yeah, variety, okay. variety. Yeah. So um, I, I stopped that and I haven't done one for a single winery since then, but theirs was very good. I haven't been to Paradise Springs in a while, but it was definitely a favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, Casanel is a favorite for me. And it's so crazy because... I, I like, they make good wine. Mm-hmm. So regardless of whatever, you know, they come out with year after year, I know I can go there and get good wine, but I very specifically love their sparkling wine that they make, the white spark. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so chill and laid back there and it's cute. Um, and I'm big about talking about, there are wineries that I like because their wine is good. And there mm-hmm. are wineries that I like because it's an awesome experience. Okay. That's some, tr- um, some truth to that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, Bluemont, I think, uh, mm-hmm. I really like their grounds. I like that they do rent a row where you could rent a row in the vineyard and have mm-hmm. like a little picnic. My friends sure. and I have that before. And their wine, their wine is, um, they have a really nice view. They have an awesome view. Gorgeous view. And different yeah. ways to like see it. They've got patios everywhere. And, mm-hmm. Um, it's really nice. Um, I, you made Black Ankle a favorite of mine. Um, I don't know if it's because I was so shocked that there was good. <laughs> you I were in shock. <laughs> I was in shock that there was tasty Maryland wine because <laughs> I had never experienced that before as, you know, a graduate of the Leonore Reggae and Wine Festival. <laughs> so I thought all oh, Maryland- It's so sad that that's where people start their Maryland wine experience. Not that it's bad. There is just, you know, some people say it's a time and place for everything. There is yeah. a specific mood, okay, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Leonore. Mm-hmm. And if you want to taste great wine, that may not be where you want to start. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no, I, I want to be clear that that is not where you should start. As someone who, as someone who did it that way, as someone who mm-hmm. did it that way, that was kind of my first Maryland wine and then was very hesitant to try other Maryland wine. I also mm-hmm. had gone to Wine in the Woods or something one year. Sure. Yeah. And I remember the other couple of ones that I tasted, but I also, I just wasn't whatever. But then when we went to Black Ankle. I mean, their, yeah, their wines were were great um I think that I also enjoy the experience at Potomac Point okay 
Um, I also like that it's just off of 95. It's so much easier to get to mm. going out 66 to like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't been in a while, but Fabioli was always a favorite of mine because they have so many different wines to try and they yeah. their tastings with little bites of food. Yeah. Um, that was a really good way to um, experience it. Oh, and then recently I went to, when I, in November, I went to uh, Veritas. Oh, yeah. Got around. Yeah. That, their wine was, was great. Um, I hadn't, I hadn't been to any Charlottesville area wineries before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was kind of my first, it was, it was very good. Um, I, when I went, it was still, I guess, kind of nice outside. So we sat outside and their COVID setup was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had the little things like boxed off Veritas and then, um, they had like fire pits, like oh, all cute. that stuff. And they also had kind of a nice little view off of that back part. Um, and so, yeah, I did enjoy that, but I do want to do, I need to check out Green Hill and, um, early mountain. I'm going to do yeah. that. Early mountain is just so far, like for a day trip, it's like two hours. Oh, okay. So it's, you know, if you feel like driving the distance, it's nice if you like go and come back, but I would much rather like stay the night somewhere. Yeah, it sounds like an excuse to like, yeah, Airbnb or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, you know, my boyfriend lives in, um, in Philadelphia right. and so I've started kind of checking out some of the local wineries in that kind of Delaware Jersey sure Pennsylvania area you know I went on a press trip in Pennsylvania I remember that yeah. and I needed to ask you like which ones you went to that were good because mm-hmm. I remember you said a few of them were like really good and I yeah. feel like guidance is definitely <laughs> needed um for that area yeah <laughs> um I will say I yeah. looked out the first one that I went to was William Heritage which I think is in Jersey okay Philly um and I enjoyed their wines it was mm-hmm. good and then on our way back to Philly I saw a sign I'm famous for this we're driving you know you see a little wine. yes I was yes. like oh wait pull over there like let's exactly yeah and it was a place that did fruit wine and I was like oh there should be like mm. wine on the door like there should be <laughs> and I was like how did I get bamboozled this way and it was the same way we went some other place in Delaware um that I was like mm. um do you file, follow uh wine casual Reggie Reggie Solomon no yeah, uh, well, you've, first of all, he's a phenomenal writer. He's extremely, extremely smart. Anyway, he went on the um, Pennsylvania press trip with me. And like mid-pandemic, the same organizer for that press trip organized another one mm-hmm. for New Jersey. So I have not heard back from him how that New Jersey wine tour went, but I'm so, so curious. He said they, yeah. they felt so safe and everything like went well, but I want to hear about how those wines were wines were yeah yeah. when I looked up and found William Heritage I saw that there were a few wineries in Jersey that like have won like awards and stuff for their their Mm -hmm. wine so I do want to I'm curious about that too yeah what parts of Jersey (laughs) you know like where like what are the Jersey wine region like different (laughs) um areas I'm curious yeah Um, yeah but but I'm actually so I have a current obsession with urban wineries like I'm doing all this research I think the business model is super interesting and I'm curious about the quality Mm -hmm. of like urban wineries versus traditional like vineyards and wineries but I have I'm drinking this red from Mural City Cellars which is in um it's in philly oh okay and in philly and they just opened in january of this and year they're an urban winery mm-hmm. nice. yep they're in a garage in kensington kensington uh the kensington neighborhood and yeah and i interviewed them a little bit ago um and their story is interesting too but i was like so why but they both worked in hospitality and mm. all these things like down in Miami. Then they came back 
um, to Philly and started the urban winery. Wow. Um, but it's, it's interesting. They source their grapes from like within 300 miles around them, but mm-hmm. they get a lot from like Northern Virginia wineries. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like more people should do that. I don't really care where your grapes come from. As, as long as you make good wine, I don't really care. My first experience in, um, I was in Oregon. Oregon has so many collaborative groups and so many um, urban wineries that you can just go from urban winery, like you can just bounce around to all of these wine bars and they have so many wines that are from people's garage. So I organized this trip with my old coworkers and I think it was called the Yellow Bus Tour. The yellow, it, and it was literally a cheese bus. Um, it was about a half the size of like a regular school bus, but they had this little cheese bus and it was probably about six of us. And um, we just rode around to all of these wineries. We didn't go to vineyards. We just went to urban wineries and we pulled up at this dude's house. Uh This dude's house, he comes in. I mean, he's a salt and pepper, tall, slim white guy. He's got ripped jeans, no shoes on. He's like, hey, welcome, welcome to my house. And his wines were so good. They were fantastic. Yeah. I feel like more people should do that. Would you say? He had the whole setup in his like garage. Yeah. There was a driveway and it was a garage. It was all flat. And um, he just had bottles of wine set up and he had glasses for us. We walked around. He had like a um, a, a cute little yard in the front and yeah. barrels and stuff. It was cute. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really want to go back to Portland to go oh, do a urban winery. Yeah. yeah. I, when I went a few years ago, I didn't realize that it was a foodie place. I had no idea that we were there. People were like, oh, you know, you have to eat here. You know, you have to do here. And like all the food trucks that have like the best food. I was like, everything oh, we ate was fantastic. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to yeah. go back. I definitely want to go back. I told my husband, I was like, the next time I go back to Portland, I have to bring some black people with me. Um, oh. Because you definitely don't see them there. <laughs> I think we saw, it was like me and three of my girlfriends. And I think other than us, we saw maybe two other black people the whole time that we were there. And they mm-hmm. were like in one of the restaurants that we were in. Yeah. That's it. You know, what's even more weird is almost all of the places that we went to were playing very black music. And when I say yeah. very black, I yeah. was, I mean, Trap Called Quest, Biggie, like what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, Portland is definitely an interesting place. It, it is. And kind of, it's a very interesting yeah. place. But I yeah. definitely go back um, for the, and not necessarily to go to Willamette because we went to Willamette while we were there. Uh-huh. The time we did some tours. But like you said, it's literally just to go to a bunch of the urban wineries. Yep. 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 It'll be a good time. So, um, do you think that our local wines, and when I say local wines, I'm, I'm thinking Maryland, Virginia, do you think they can compete with other wine regions? Say you're Washington, you're Oregon, you're California. Yes. Um, yes. I think there are some winemakers in... I'm going to say in Virginia and kind of like Black Angle, because I got this a little bit from when we were talking to them too, who are truly about the craft of winemaking and making quality wines Mm -hmm. that you can tell they focus more on that than how cute their tasting room is, Mm. um, how many different varietals they make or trying to make the wine of the moment like if they know that like everybody wants rosé right now like mm-hmm. making a rosé like it's yeah. people who are very focused on this is what I know my land can produce exactly these are the rounds that I know that I can make and I want to make these well mm-hmm. um and not to say that people who are getting creative and I know that like um like UVA like there are some wine makers that are working to on hybrids hybrid grapes and all that, all that other stuff. But I think that there are some people who are just focused on making very good wine mm-hmm. 
of the traditional variety varietals that we all know, that yeah, I definitely think that they can um, compete with other regions. I, um, White Spark from Casanel, when I first had it, and it, it was me and, um, and Desiree, we had gone there and Katie came out and like we were tasting, she was explaining stuff to us. And I don't know what I was expecting because I don't think I, and I'm still changing this. I, I don't think that Virginia is a place that can do sparkling wine. I just. Really? So I really didn't back then. But mm-hmm. when I had her spark, her white spark from, I think it was vintage from like two years ago or something. Mm-hmm. That thing tasted <laughs> just like champagne. Huh. And I was shocked. Yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness. But to hear her talk about how she came about it and, and made it and how she was determined to like follow the traditional method and like doing all this other stuff and how pissed she was that the only reason it can't be called champagne was because it wasn't made in champagne. Yeah. Like you can tell, like she's intentional mm. with, a, with a lot of their wine. No, I have to taste this. I haven't had, had their um, bubbles. Yeah. Okay. And so I had somebody else's like sparkling Viognier. So mm-hmm. bad. It was bad? It was bad. Oh. Um, and then there's also, oh, I can't remember the gentleman's name, who's actually from Champaign, who is in the Charlottesville area, helping a lot of wineries down there. Oh, okay. And then he also has his own line of sparkling wine that he makes. Begins with a T. Hmm. Um, his sparkling wine is very good too. He also makes a Blanc Blanc. Hmm. Um, it's very good too. So I'm starting to change my thing about the sparkling piece. Um, I have had very good Viognier's from Virginia mm-hmm. um, and Chardonnay's. Yeah. So if they make good Chardonnay's then they should be able to make a good sparkling wine. Should. <laughs> but you know what it is? Again, it's people trying to get creative, right? So they're not making sparkling wine with the Chardonnay. You're out here taking right. this Viognier yeah. making it into a sparkling wine. Yeah. And, and, and you're definitely right about people being more, they need to be more serious about providing that quality of wine that we would get in a California or, you know, an Oregon, but you know, a lot of people just want to make, make some money. Um, yeah. Wine making and being in wine, making wine is expensive and mm-hmm. they just, they just want their profit. So if they can bottle up something sweet and something sparkly and you know, something fruity, they gonna bottle this shit up and sell it. And there are people that are going to be there for it. And I guess my thing is like, do you want to be competitive on like the world stage? Right. If so, then there's some other decisions that you have to make. But if your thing is like, I'm just trying to have this fun, feel good place, Mm -hmm. have this event space, give people a beautiful experience and like have so, so wine. That's the decision that you make and it's fine. But just know that like that yeah <laughs> that's what yeah. it is yeah. and don't expect to. and I think that some places are like that they're not out here like trying to win awards for their wine right exactly they're not yep so, yeah because Black Ankle they made a sparkling this year did they they only they only made a, a few cases though like a few hundred cases so it didn't get to a lot of us well exp- yeah it it didn't get to a lot of people but I heard it was really good Ooh, I bet yeah. it. So they're, yeah. they, Black Ankle is someone that I feel like they're focused on the quality of yeah. their wines. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they make good wines. Yeah. <laughs> Back out there. Yeah, I haven't been in a bit. Yeah, I haven't been to a winery in a minute. Yeah. Just, oh, I was just at Potomac Point for my birthday. Mm hmm. Cool, because they had the little wine tents. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. And it, it was cool. I thought I went somewhere before that, but now I can't even remember. Hmm. But yeah, I feel like I'm ready to get outside. Yeah. I have not been to a wine bar yet. So I'm trying to figure out, because I've been to like rooftops and like restaurants, like outside, but I haven't been to, um, I haven't been to a wine bar yet. I'm really, I've been really dying to go to one. I just went to uh, Maxwell Park. Oh, okay, yeah. They really expanded their the Shaw stuff. Mm-hmm, the one in oh. Shaw. 
Nice. They really, because you only had that little patio that was right yeah. But now they've got like parking sides on both. Um, on what is that knife and oh or whatever's right there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more seating outside now. I literally was just there. I'm like, I miss being able to like try different types of wine that I've had, whatever. And so yeah. Maxwell Park is really good for that. Yeah. So this portion of our show, um, we're just gonna ask you a handful of random questions. I'll answer them too. So the first one is if you received fifteen thousand dollars what would you do with it? So I am going on a trip. Mm-hmm. Like a bomb trip. Yeah. Um, when I was taking my WSET class, I learned so much more about Italy and mm-hmm. Italian wines. Oh, yeah. And so I've been drinking a lot more Italian wise and exploring and Mm -hmm. I love it so I think I would spend that money on some type of crazy (laughs) wine trip to Italy nice all every every penny of that fifteen thousand dollars yeah between getting there staying in some good places drinking and eating good and then bringing home a nice little collection (laughs) (laughs) that sounds awesome that sounds great um what would I do um oh just for background so we started with one thousand dollars and so every episode I've been adding a thousand dollars to that amount so now we're up to the fifteen thousand dollar mark and I'm trying to figure out what would I do I think that I would probably maybe put a down payment on some sort of small space whether it's like a um, like a small cabin or like a condo somewhere else near some water or something, yeah. just to have that second location like available, you know, that would be nice. That would be good. Yeah, I thought you were about to say a small space for your new kitchen studio <laughs> or your cooking show. I thought that's what you were about to say, and I was like, oh yeah, this sounds good. <laughs> I feel like that would take a lot more money the way I would want it set up. <laughs> yeah. 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 That would be nice though. Did you know that, um, you know, Barefoot Contessa? Mm-hmm. Did you know that her studio is actually on her property? That kitchen that she cooks from where the, the, the TV show airs? Yeah. That is another building like on her land her and her husband's land that's not her actual house so they built a separate almost like a separate house specifically for her to record interesting this is what you need (laughs) so i will say this you know i'm all about scaling smart so Mm -hmm. for right now you're good like you know (laughs) i see that you're outside more often i see you're out you know you got the little thing you're talking about the wine and showing us the food or whatever you got your little videos going so you're fine for now but soon (laughs) as soon as food network calls that's when you start figuring out where your cooking space is Mm -hmm. and how to get your whole setup there you're right you're right when they call yep (laughs) when they (laughs) manifesting this they're gonna call soon you're right you're right I'm going to start tagging them in every last one. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Like, and the thing is, I'm open. It doesn't have to be Food Network. It can be BET. It can be TV oh. One. You know, it can be Vice. You know. You know, I just heard I'm that um, there's this thing called Fox Soul. You are kidding me. Are you? <laughs> no, and, but apparently I think it started. So it's like streaming for now. Mm-hmm. And it's like a certain amount of program, like maybe five hours a day or something of programming, but Fox Soul. So we can also get you on there. Wow. Wow. They are really reaching, huh? Fox Soul. Or the way that Issa Rae is out here building this little. Listen, YouTube let me tell you empire. something. If Issa, if I get an inkling that Issa is anywhere near me. Yeah. I'm just going to have to stalk her. She needs to like do, and I think, I feel like she has, I was just looking at something where she had some kind of little incubator and stuff for like creator. Yeah. Other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She to do that again. Keep doing that every year. Have different cohorts for different yeah. little streaming shows. And mm-hmm. I mean, why yeah. are you in with uh, HBO? Like HBO mm-hmm. could use a little 
Yeah. Why the cooking show? I would love it. Yeah, that would be awesome. You know, anybody needs a wine and cooking show. I feel like there, like there's no network that has there isn't integrates it. Yeah. There needs to be a whole network dedicated to um wine and spirits. Mm-hmm. But there yeah. isn't one. Yeah. It definitely should be. Okay. Yeah. We're we're on this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, next one. Now this is a hard one. Missy or Pharrell? I chose the two Virginia natives. I, I know. you are from Virginia. I know. <laughs> and I feel like this is because they also represent kind of different periods of my life. Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't realize how close in age we were until your actual birthday. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I was young, young. I thought you were younger. <laughs> you just have a younger energy, younger than mine anyway. I was like, oh, this is a young girl. She's <laughs> got to be in her early 30s. <laughs> Haven't seen my early 30s quite some time. And you are one year younger than me. That's just crazy. That That's is crazy. hilarious. Yeah. Um, damn it. You know what? I'm going to go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's like I'm struggling because to me, Pharrell is not just Pharrell as in like his music. Yeah. But the way that he's like impacted. But so has Missy though. Maybe yeah. not on as grand a scale. So I'm going to go with Missy. Okay. Because at the, like right now, that's who I miss. If I'm like, somebody was like, who would you rather hear new music from? Mm. I want to hear like something new from Miss, like I want I want Missy to be back out here. Pharrell can gotcha. go out there, open his hotels, keep designing yeah. like his thing, right. right. or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, I was just listening to one of his albums the other day, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Missy. Yeah. But I do, I do love them both. I am actually gonna go with. This was hard for me too when when I was writing this, but I'm going to go with Pharrell. Just because I am an insane fan of nerd. Okay. So I was just like, that's the only thing that he has over Missy for me. Yeah. But yeah, I and I've seen them both live. I actually would prefer Pharrell live over Missy. Now, it's, Missy, it's Missy brings a lot. Missy's um her show to me, because I saw her at Essence. Her show to me was everybody else's energy. Even though she was there, she was talking and everything. Her dancers were the show. Okay. Yeah. And it was, it was nostalgia because, you know, she's playing her music and then, you know, the dance routines to her music, but it's just, it wasn't what I expected. It was my first time seeing her. Okay. So I would, I would take, yeah, I would take Pharrell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, McDonald's or Wendy's? So <laughs> this is also very hard for me. Is it really? But I'm <laughs> I know your judgment already. You, you you don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I know your judgment already. I feel like I might know what this is gonna be. Okay. So this is why. And it, I, don't, I don't know if other people feel this way. I feel like there's like a hierarchy. I feel like the bougie is like Wendy's is it. Like mm-hmm. McDonald's feels more like, I don't know. But what I eat more of when I do eat it is McDonald's. Okay. So a fish sandwich and some fries and a Coke, good to go. So you are filet of fish girl. I am a, a I would, fish with no cheese. I would have never called that. I, I and a little bit of like some extra tartar sauce, but I do enjoy Wendy's chicken sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. to me, those are great. And it might just more be a function of we don't have that many Wendy's around here. Mm. Um, but I, I, I'm gonna have to go with McDonald's. Okay, I will drive past five McDonald's to get to Wendy's. <laughs> Is it really? I will. And I, but you know what? It could be like my childhood 
all we ate was McDonald's. It was all about going to McDonald's, getting yeah. the Happy Meal, getting the toys. And then as I grew older, it was all about the McDonald's fries. Mm-hmm. But me, Wendy's Nuggets are bomb. Um, and then they came out with the Spicy Nuggets. I, so I went out of my way to go find some of those Spicy Nuggets. Yeah. I went to that horrendous Wendy's off of New York Avenue. Oh, the no. Dave Thomas Circle or whatever. I risked my life and went there. <laughs> To get those spicy nuggets. And they were good. Yeah. They yeah. were very good. Also, I am I am a dipper of the fry in the frosty. Yes. So I didn't even think about yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That actually could like tip it over the top. Yeah. I can get and I don't even need a whole lot. I can get like a kid's meal with the nuggets, my fry, and a frosty instead of a drink. And I'm I'm a happy girl. Yeah, the fries and the and the frosty thing is like yeah. There's not much that beats that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, another kind of food question. Um, I just posted that we got this bomb um, ice cream truck that comes by here I once saw. a day, and it has soft serve, which I did not grow up with. So as bomb. So if an ice cream truck pulled up to you right now, what are you getting? I am getting the bomb pop. Bomb pop? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah. I love like, I love popsicles. So I still do as a, but now as an adult, I will at least get the little fruit popsicles. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But those, like if I'm with like my nephew somewhere or something or we're out and I can get one, mm-hmm. I'm getting a bomb pop. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually, a, yeah, that's one of my faves too. Um, Today, I don't know why I'm in this mood, but I am in the mood for hot fries. Mm. I have not had hot fries in so long. I used to love hot fries. Yeah, yeah. That's my stomach all the way up. Girl, girl love them yeah <laughs> do they even i mean i haven't been like in a 7-eleven or like a convenience store in a while mm-hmm. they still sell them um i haven't been to in a corner store in a minute i mean it's one right around the corner i haven't seen them but i haven't actively been looking for hot fries either so i'm gonna go look i'm not sure because <laughs> i'm also like is there like a wine that would go good with those mm, that's a very good question that's a good question. Because they are they got a little kick. They got a little spice. They do. Hmm. They do. I'm, I'm going to look into this. Yeah. Yeah. Because it sounds like a night on the couch after work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Packing and drinking. Yep. All right. Do you like your burgers grilled or seared on the cast iron? You know, this is how we know that you're a foodie. Because... What? I'm like, I don't know. Just mm. cook my burger. Cook my burger. Okay. Whatever way that is done, this is probably going to be bad. So <laughs> I don't like a lot of pink in my burger. Okay. Um, It's a texture issue for me. Sure. Um, And so I'm like, however you got to cook it to make sure that it's not dry, mm-hmm. but it's not raw. You I'm don't care. Good. Okay, got you. I, I don't have a preference. So what is the, like, what's the... there? Well, there is a difference in the texture, like, and usually when a burger is grilled, usually it has a smoky flavor to it, especially if you're grilling it on a gas, like a charcoal grill versus a gas grill. Yeah. But um, some people, you know, they have a good feeling when they can smell that smoke, smell the charcoal and have that grilled burger. That's really important to them. It takes yeah. them to a place, right? But then you got the cast iron. When that cast iron is hot and the burger is seared, you get an extra layer of like this crunchy crust that's on the top from the fat of the burger. So yeah. it creates a layer of texture. So some people like I think that. I would like I think I would like the, the crunchiness. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would I think I would put the crunchiness on a higher level than the smokiness. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I actually like cast iron i love cast iron burgers actually mm. yeah even if you um because i've even made um beyond burgers 
with a cast iron and it creates that same crust that you would on a real burger. Okay. Yeah. Now you don't have me thinking about this. <laughs> I think my friends are cooking out this week too. I'm going to be like, hmm, let me pay attention. <laughs> so I think they're also making lamb chops and like if there's any grill, like that's, that's literally what I'm going for. <laughs> yes. You, you get some bougie blacks. I love it. <laughs> All right. So this is your last question. Name a song and a bottle you will pop on your 40th birthday. I've been trying to figure this out. Mm. So I I want to find, and I'm I'm I need to do research. I want to find a bottle like the vintage year is my birthday. Mm. That's will still be good to drink. Okay. On my birthday, I don't know really what that would be, but in the absolute, like if I can't figure that out, or if it's a million dollars, like I'm really simple with sparkling wine. Yeah, I really enjoy sparkling wine. Another wine club that I'm a part of is Champagne Camp because I really want to start experiencing um, not the champagne that we normally get here. Yeah. West, like some mm-hmm. of the smaller producers um so I'm trying to like learn more about champagne and find some other ones so I feel like but I mean I also could just do I can also just do like Rotary or yeah. like yeah any type of champagne or sparkling wine that has like the yeasty like mm-hmm. I, I will be good with I wouldn't even be picky just need to pop that the song to be honest, I would want it to be something really ratchet. <laughs> because if my 40th birthday is any piece like my 39th, I'm going to need to feel some youth. I'm going to need to feel <laughs> young. <laughs> I'm going to need to, you know, still feel connected. You know, I don't got Meg's knees, but I want to feel like, right. yeah. I want a song playing that can feel like, you know, yeah. what I and I think a yeah. good in between of like it's ratchet, but it's not really the young kids, but it has like a youthful feel. Will be mm-hmm. something from like Two Chains. Okay, got you. Probably his little birthday song. Oh, birthday! It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably that while I'm like popping the bottle and while I can like act like I got like Megan Stallion knees for a second. <laughs> I think that that will. I think I'll be satisfied. I think that'll work. I like it. I love it. I actually play a lot of child. She's so problematic, but um, I played a lot of mulatto on my birthday. I don't even know who that is. What? Oh my! Really? I'm surprised. Um. Oh, it's trashy music, but her beats, <laughs> her beats are her beats are hot. <laughs> I want to look this up. Yeah. <laughs> This sounds like what I need when I got to yeah. work out and do some other stuff I don't want to do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's good for it. Okay. Mulatto? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Spelled like it's, yeah. <laughs> that terrible name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to look this up. I'm always looking for some good. My boyfriend hates it when I'm out here acting like. Yeah. Same. I'm, I'm 29 and not 39. <laughs> and I, it's nothing that can be sustained, right? I can do it for like five minutes. And then I'm mm-hmm. just, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to build up my little playlist for that. Oh, man. This was so fun. Thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. It was so good to catch up with you. And I'm hoping that when the world opens back up, we can do like a little, another little friends given again. Oh, that was so much fun. Oh my gosh. I was so hungover the next day. My goodness. You guys can drink. Solid hours of fellowshipping. I mean, seriously, <laughs> guys, <laughs> we drink so much. We all brought wine. I don't know how many of it was, how many of us was there, but we all bought wine. We went through every bottle until Desiree was like, oh, I got more in the car. She comes yeah. up with four bottles. Four bottles. 
And when I tell you at that point, I had been cleaning up. I was like, oh, I had been waiting for the wine to run out. Because I'm like, I'm not kicking nobody out. But I was like, oh, well, the wine is running out. Were you really? So I was like cleaning up. I was like, okay. Because by then it had probably been like five or six hours. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm trying to go down to my car. I've got more in the car. And I was like, what? Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) She came back up. It was, I mean, it was such a good time though. Mm -hmm. And I definitely want to do it again so I'm yeah. like let get these vaccines if that's what people are doing yeah but the world start opening back up and yeah, yeah. We definitely have to all get back together again. yeah that was a really good time oh before we go please tell everybody where they can follow you yes um best place is on instagram at burger and wines um, that's where all the goods are. Actually, the same day today that this is airing, um, I am kicking off the paired newsletter again. Nice. So definitely make sure that you're subscribed. You can get it. Um, we're doing barbecue and wine this month. And um, then for the rest of the month, we're going to kind of do show me your barbecue and wine pairing. You can win a bottle of wine, which I think will be fun. Um, but yeah, there's a sign up on the Instagram page for that too. Um, and then it's so funny. I've said this so many times, but <laughs> burgerandwines.com will be live again by the end of the month. Um, and that'll have all the stuff from Black Wine Story Month. Um, we did a Women's History Month thing, Wine Needs Women. So those stories and interviews as well, all that good stuff will be on the website. Thanks for tuning into the Swirl Suite, guys. We hope you enjoy this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Leave us some comments on Apple Podcasts. Hey, let us know what you think on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Send us an email. Have a beautiful week. Cheers.